1: Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, everyone. This program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. My name is Cassie Weenas. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. Those of you that recognize my voice know that this show wouldn't be complete without the big hello to my kids back home, my two biggest fans. So hello to Riley, my middle schooler. And hello to Marissa that just turned nine last Saturday. Wow. Yeah, if you heard the show last Saturday, we played her a little happy birthday song, so that was fun. (laughs) And, you know, ladies, before we get into our topic today, I just have to do a little aside um, because I think this information will be used by somebody out there listening. For her birthday, after the radio show, we met up with Grandma and Grandpa at Mall of America. And we had some things planned. And then I had reservations for us at the American Girl Doll Bistro. Ooh. So it's like this little oh, wow. cafe. <laughs> they are so wonderful with food allergies. And, of course, I had weeks ahead. I'd been talking to the manager on the phone and figuring out if this was going to work for us. I have never felt so safe. Wow. That service was wonderful. Mm-hmm. The manager came out and told me all the procedures that they go through to keep the well, food separate in the back of the house. Um, and the food was great. And yeah, Marissa ordered these little, they were called chicken tenders. They were like chicken fingers with a light rice flour breading that they baked. And then they had the cutest fruit kebabs on the side. Aww. And nice. the fruits were all different shapes of flowers, like cut out. It was great presentation, great food, great time. So if anybody Fun. out there... Has a daughter that has food allergies and wants to celebrate them. Um, that restaurant really does a great job. Good so, to know. yeah, yeah. And like I mentioned, I was on last week. If you heard it, it was Brenna and I talking all about the liver. Right. Today, we're going to talk about a different organ. We're going to talk <laughs> about the bladder. Yep. Moving south just a little. <laughs> um, so, we're going to talk about incontinence today, and we've never had. This topic on this show, right? Maybe because it's a little embarrassing for some people, but today Mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, and we know that this is a real issue for a lot of people. And I think some listeners will be surprised to hear it's not just the older generation that struggles with this. It's a problem for people of all ages. It's not just a woman problem. Men struggle with this, too. So Mm -hmm. when we look at the statistics, just to let you know that if you're struggling with this, you are not alone. When we look at the statistics, urinary incontinence affects about 33 million Americans. That's a lot of people. That's Mm, a lot. Now, when you do the breakdown, somewhere between 10 to 30 percent of that 33 million is women between the ages of 15 and 64. Wow. So again, it can be all ages. When we look at men, one in 10 men, which equates to about 5 million men in America, suffer from incontinence. And as you would guess, 75% of postmenopausal women. So that's where the biggest chunk is. 75% of postmenopausal women have some degree of what we call urge incontinence. And you heard some familiar voices, I bet. So here with me to discuss today's topic is Joanne Rideout and Brittany Thomas. Joanne is a registered and licensed dietitian. She sees clients, clients at both our Wyzetta and Maple Grove offices. She's also busy teaching classes, right? Yep. Nutrition for Weight Loss program you teach. The menopause S- class. The menopause. Yeah. So were you in on the last one? The
0: last one, yes. Was that yeah. Maple Grove? No, it was in St. Paul. Okay,
1: Maple Grove was not Chris too long and ago. and
0: I and Dar. So there were three of us teaching. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was a good turnout, I bet. Yeah, that, that is, is a great day-long that seminar. That is a
0: great seminar, and people are so engaged. We get so many questions, and it's just a great day.
1: Wonderful, and yeah. good food is always served. Good food is yeah. always there. <laughs> and Joanne, you also recently researched and wrote an article on urinary incontinence. <laughs> yep. If anybody wants to access that, I believe it's up on our website, it correct? Is. So you can go to and Wellness com and read that article. Welcome, Joanne. It's great
0: to be on the radio with you again. Yes, thank you, Cassie, and good morning, to both Cassie and Brittany. Good morning, good morning. It is a really great to be here today and to discuss this hush hush topic. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to admit they have an incontinence problem. So it seems like it gets pushed under the rug until the person is so frustrated and embarrassed they finally decide to mention it to their doctor. It was very interesting. I actually started researching this topic because a group of physical therapists called Nutritional Weight and Wellness and asked for a speaker on this topic. Wow. So that was a really good connection. And, you know, that just tells us it's a much bigger yes. problem out there than anyone wants to really talk about. I, Brittany and I were talking earlier, too, that I, I wonder if people even put it on their health survey. Right. You know, because it it is kind of a embarrassing topic. Mm-hmm. It's also it shouldn't something be, but it is. People yeah. don't necessarily connect nutrition with. So I was good very point. happy that the thera- physical therapist... A couple of them listened to the show, and I was very happy that they had asked us to talk about it, because that is what kind of launched this whole topic here on the radio and the article. Big kudos to them. That That is really cool. It was great. Um, And so when I was researching for this blog, I found it really important to note that incontinence is not a normal part of aging. It takes about six years before of symptoms before a person is actually mentions it to their doctor.
1: Wow. Six years. That's a long time. That's crazy. And yeah, Brittany, like you said, that's, that's too bad. It really makes me sad actually, because six years of living with that, because you feel like there should be shame and embarrassment around it. So yeah, hopefully after today's show, people realize they're not alone. Let's just bring it up. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's address it. So, you heard another voice besides Joanne, and that is Brittany. Brittany Thomas is a registered and licensed dietitian as well. She sees clients out of both our St. Paul and our Lakeville offices. And, Brittany, you're usually teaching a class somewhere or other, right? You're busy teaching classes. So, without further ado, welcome Brittany.
2: Thank you. Good morning. So I've recently read that adult briefs are soon to overtake the baby baby diaper sales. That's amazing. That's a lot. That of is sales. crazy. That's a amazing. Lot of sales. Yeah. And I mean, we've all seen it. We walk through the drugstore, the grocery store. And there's a wide variety of options: incontinence yeah. pads, briefs, underwears. But why is nobody talking about this? So it's time we get rid of that shame and embarrassment. And it's not a new problem. You know, Mm -mm. this has been going on for years for many, many people. And believe it or not, what you eat can help or possibly make it
0: worse for your incontinence. Right. And the main symptom of incontinence is unintentional release of urine. So when and how this happens depends on the type of incontinence. Stress incontinence is the most common, and stress refers to the physical pressure on the muscles. In other words, it's basically a muscle problem. The shutoff valve is not working properly. That's a
1: good way to describe it, and Mm -hmm. this can happen if you have a sudden cough or a sneeze. Um, Some people will experience this stress type of incontinence if they're exercising or if they're lifting something heavy. And probably the most common one I hear when we talk about stress incontinence is that it happens when somebody's laughing Mm
2: -hmm. really Mm -hmm. hard.
1: Actually, I had a friend who told me she laughed so hard that tears ran down her legs. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sad
0: but funny all the same. Sometimes (laughs) we have to laugh about (laughs) these things. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) But
2: I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that little story right there. And the second most common type of is urge incontinence, and that's often referred to as overactive bladder. And there's lots of commercials out there about that. There sure are. And you're just hit with that sudden urge, and you have to run to the bathroom and hope that you can find it quickly if you're out and about. But like we mentioned, it's not just a problem with women. Men often have incontinence issues when they have prostate problems.
0: Yes, and one of the really unfortunately realities of treating incontinence is that modern medicine doesn't really have a solution. Surgery quite often does not work. Medications don't really solve the underlying problem. And also we've all heard of things like exercises like Kegels, and they do help a bit, but only if we are reading the, eating the right foods to strengthen those muscles.
1: Can't you just hear some of the listeners right now? They're probably going, thinking in their head, what? <laughs> Food can help yes. my incontinence? Yes. What, what is that all about? Well, it is the truth. What you're eating or what you're not eating could be contributing to that incontinence. Now, for the longtime listeners, they know that we're always stressing the importance of eating plenty of animal protein. So things like beef, fish, chicken. Eggs, for people that can do dairy products, you could be choosing a healthy yogurt or a cheese for a good source of protein as well. So I think, ladies, we should start off our list of incontinent solutions by explaining why it's important to choose some of these animal proteins every day.
2: So having a good steak or a piece of salmon actually helps us to build muscle. And if we go back to what Joanne mentioned, incontinence is basically a muscle problem. So it really makes sense to tackle it in the approach of let's build up that muscle
1: and get that shutoff valve to work better. You know, and we should probably come back to this mm-hmm. conversation on the other side I was of breaks.
0: Noticing that. Yes, it is time for our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now that the kids are back in school and cooler weather is here, have you been thinking about getting back on track with your eating and maybe lose some weight? Our Nutritional, Nutrition for Weight Loss series might just be the answer. And when we come back from break, we will give you more information about that. If you have any questions today about nutrition or incontinence questions, call us here in the studio at 651-641-1071.
1: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Cassie Weenus, registered and licensed dietitian. This program is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. As Joanne was talking about before we went to break, we wanted to tell you a little bit more about our Nutrition for Weight Loss series, which is a 12-week series. Now, some of you longtime listeners might think, oh, I've heard about that so many times, but we have a little bit of a new twist to it. Mm -hmm. We are so happy to let everyone know that we now have the Nutrition for Weight Loss series in an online format. Mm -hmm. So if you live outside of the Twin Cities area and have never been able to take it, now it's online. Or if you live out of state, it's online. I mean, anywhere you have computer access. So you could be overseas, out of the country, and you can take the Nutrition for Weight Loss 12-week program. So when you go to our website and you click on classes and you sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss 12-week program, you then have access to the 12-week series, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so it's on your own time. If the only time you can find an hour of quietness in a, any given week is 11 p.m. at night, well, go for it because you can get online <laughs> yeah. and watch that class. Also, with your... um package, let's call it, when you sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss online program, you get two hours of individual support with a dietitian or a nutritionist from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So if you're out of state or out of the country, we would do this consultation either by phone or via Skype. Now, what I think is the coolest thing, though, one more piece of this that I want to let everyone know about, when you are doing the online Nutrition for Weight Loss program, you have special access to our private Facebook page. And we say private Facebook page because it's only accessible by people that are part of this online Nutrition for Weight Loss program. And think about that. That's a really great deal. This Facebook page is monitored by some of our dietitians and some of our nutritionists. Uh-huh. So if you sit down and take one of the classes one night and there were a couple of concepts that the teacher presented that you don't quite understand or you have questions about, you can just get on your computer, get on your private Facebook page, and shoot those questions out, and our dietitians will answer those. Plus, you have the support of everybody else that is taking the class, and it's, it's just kind of fun to sort of feel that support via Facebook. And, you know, Carolyn, I know you ladies know this, the listeners don't know this, Carolyn was supposed to be on the show today. Sometimes life happens and things don't go as we plan. so she's not here today, but she wanted me to give a shout out to her very first Nutrition for Weight Loss client, so this is... Her online client.
0: Online, yeah. So this
1: program is up and running. She's already had a nutrition consultation with one of her online clients who happens to be from the English Channel Islands. Wow. I wow. might have to get out my globe and see just <laughs> where that is, but I know it's not close, but this client is from the English Channel Islands. Her name is Ruth, so Carolyn wanted to give a shout out to Ruth. And Carolyn told me that just this last week, Ruth had said more than once how thrilled she was to finally have this online program available to her. And Ruth listens to our program all the time. She usually listens via the app on her iPhone. So from all of us at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, thank you, Ruth, for being such a dedicated Dishing Up Nutrition listener.
2: Yeah, and like Cassie said, I mean, we, and like Ruth, we have clients from all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one from Australia. Mm-hmm. And cool. I do too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. It, it is so cool,
1: and yeah. so, that 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 would be amazing. interesting it doing is, meal plans, yes, <laughs> right? Do you have to yeah. talk about the the Barbie instead of the grill?
0: <laughs>
2: Put some chicken on the Barbie. Uh, yeah, food options are, are a little bit different. That would be mm-hmm. fun, though. but you know, so this is a great opportunity for anybody, and I know a lot of people have been waiting a long time for this opportunity
1: to take the class online. Um, well, and honestly, it would be handy for somebody yes. that lives right here absolutely. in Minneapolis, but just right. can't, especially mm-hmm. like winter when it's hard to get around, can't commit to getting yeah. to an office location every week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I did hear we have quite a few local <laughs> mm-hmm. people, local people yeah. just because of the cl- you know their calendars and yeah. they're just not able to get to class. Yeah. Yeah,
2: cool. Yeah, and we're we're very very lucky. We actually have a group of thirty people that enrolled in it as part of a workplace wellness program. That's so amazing. That is amazing. That so is
1: the company? Do you know? Just like paying for yes, part of it? all of all, it. All, all of yeah, it for each employee. That would. Yes. Be, I know we're not going to name names, but that would be a company mm-hmm. that I would like to know. work for. That's <laughs> awesome. So it is just so exciting to be
2: a part of this because. Um, giving this access to people all over the world is is huge. Right. So if you want to find out more details or reg- or you can register at weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. So today we are talking about incontinence and the connection to what we're eating. So let's get back into that. So getting back to our Getting topic. back to
1: But I want to say we had a caller and she's not there anymore. And oh. I'm a little sad.
0: I, You know, give a fake name if you think you don't want to be online. <laughs> call us and pretend you're right. someone else. It's not a fun topic, but it, it's important. So feel free to call. And like Cassie said, a fake name is just fine. Just fine. We don't mind. No. So, and then I know I'm also, Brittany just was talking and Cassie were both talking about building up that protein. So we need that muscle for um, building up our pelvic floor strength and also Mm -hmm. helping with the bladder and the shutoff valve that we talked about. And I know I'm always talking to my clients about creative ways to eat turkey, fish, beef or eggs every time they eat. And most people are surprised To hear me say they need that much protein. And sadly, most people typically eat fish, eggs, beef, or chicken only once or maybe twice a day. And we talk about four to five times a day. So that is not enough protein if you're just eating it once or twice Mm -hmm. a day to support our muscle function and actually help to build muscle. Yeah, not enough at all. So maybe we should give some
1: ideas on how to get that Protein in. I know when you look at our online recipes at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I don't think I could find one on there that I don't like. They are all so delicious. And it's so handy. If you haven't been on our website, when you go to the homepage, you type in weightandwellness.com, you'll end up on the homepage. Click on Recipes, and then things are divided into categories, so it makes it really simple to browse. You can look under Breakfast Items. You can look under Soups and Stews. We have one category called Main Dishes, one category called Snacks. So we're really trying to make it user-friendly. And I'll tell you, one of my favorite recipes that comes to mind as we wrap up summer here is the Salmon Salad Supreme. Really great in the summer, especially because you don't have to turn the oven on. Yes. And I don't always have a can of salmon or or fresh salmon available, but I typically have tuna. And I like to buy the Skipjack tuna, Mm -hmm. lower in mercury. So either way, you can put salmon in the Salmon Salad Supreme or you can put tuna in there. It's delicious. It's fast and easy. You can eat a a hefty sized portion for a meal or you can have a little smaller portion and get your protein in at snack time with this one. Right.
0: That's a great recipe.
1: One of my
2: favorite recipes is under the snack category, the protein shake. Oh, yes. What I do is once a week, takes me about 15 minutes maybe, I just make them in bulk, put them in glass jars, Mm -hmm. stick them in the freezer, make sure you're leaving a little extra room at the top so you don't get a little explosion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I love doing berries and the chocolate dynamic greens. So it's like chocolate covered oh. blueberries or right. strawberries right. delicious Num. and then the fat would be the full fat canned coconut milk and then of course protein powder mm-hmm. so it's really a treat it and is. yet it's healthy it's, it's so good and again it takes no time at all and then you only have to clean it up once which i like Yes,
0: that's helpful
2: Joanne, do you have any favorite recipes from well, our website?
0: I actually love the two recipes yes. both of you mentioned. <laughs> I also freeze my protein shakes. but other uh, another recipe I always seem to be making is wild rice meatballs.
1: that, I had that all the time One of my absolute favorites, and I usually it's, double that recipe so I, I make extra. usually
0: three or four pounds at a time. yeah. So that, so I have. Some so You can put last. some in the freezer. I can put or it in the freezer. I can week. grab them for snacks anytime. It's so handy. Mm-hmm. And then deviled eggs is another favorite. Yes, I just Yum. made those last
1: week. Right. And I used a Chipotle flavored mayo. Ooh. Oh, oh, that was. I might have to do that one again. <laughs>
0: that sounds good. <laughs> and another favorite, um, actually, for my family, is uh, the crockpot chicken wraps. Those are pretty good too. Is that the cream cheese crockpot? And crock it's got pot. beans in it. Yeah. It's so that's, easy. You yep. can't get any simpler. No, and than that's that so simple. Recipe. You throw it in the crock pot, Come home and it's done. Yep. And my it's family loves that recipe. So even some of the picky ones in my house love that mm-hmm. recipe. <laughs> good. Um, so all of these, we're talking about animal protein. So important. The ground beef, eggs, chicken. These recipes will help with muscle repair. And that muscle repair is exactly what we need to focus when they're on when there is urine leakage. And when we combine eating beef, chicken, fish, or turkey with good pelvic floor exercises, like Kegels, we have a better chance of strengthening that shutoff valve and being able to stop the involuntary urine leakage. Bladder training is also more successful if we eat protein throughout the day.
1: Exactly. And we are going to talk... About what else is helpful to keep all of those muscles working properly besides just the animal protein when we come back from break. But wow, this hour's okay, flying by. It again.
0: Is coming quick.
1: <laughs> so you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition.
2: If you have questions today, please call us at 651-641-1071. And, you know, starting just around the corner and The week of October 18th, we are offering our weight and wellness series. It's six weeks. It's two hours each week. And it is wonderful. So This is my favorite series. I know our
1: Nutrition for Weight Loss is very popular and it's a great Mm -hmm. program, but I love this series. Yes. Mm -hmm. It it really does a great overview of the
2: science of what's happening in our body. Mm -hmm. And anybody can benefit, you know, if you have... Fatigue, if you have issues with digestion, um, mm-hmm. you know, thyroid dysfunction, not Mickey sleeping joints. well. Right. Yes. Insomnia. I mean, it's going to help anybody. Right. And a whopping 94% of class partic- participants see health improvements. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot.
2: So through that weight and wellness um, Class, you are really going to learn how to eat and how to eat real foods. And an extra perk is there is an early bird discount, $50 off if you sign up before October 8th. And this class is going to be offered in
1: several of our locations. And that's a great deal, $50 yes. off. So, and if you have questions today about incontinence, call us here at the studio. Use a fake name if you so choose. 651 641 1071. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions today, call us in the studio at 651 641 1071. We love hearing from our listeners. Um, what I was going to mention before I start talking about this, uh, we're t- going to talk about Some research that we have, right? Sugar topic research. But when I was taking the weight and wellness program three and a half years ago when the, I was training. That Brenna was talking about that before Brittany break. Brittany was just talking about Br- before break. <laughs> yeah, it's Brittany, okay. Brenna.
2: It happens
0: a lot, <laughs>
2: as you can imagine.
0: <laughs> so I took that weight and wellness program, as many of us have, as a part of our training to be a nutritionist here at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And I was amazed that my scores on the health survey dropped in half in wow. just from the first class just to the last. Weeks. So just six weeks of classes, and my numbers dropped in half as I was implementing these changes. And we that's see amazing. that in our class participants. Yep. We but what see what I all feel the time. like
1: is more amazing, Joanne, is that here you were, you'd been a registered dietitian exactly. for decades thinking you know nutrition right. and you learned new things. I in learned that class. lots
0: of new things. So <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, a great story. It's an amazing class. It is. So back to our research. Um I wanted to share a very interesting and actually disturbing but not too surprising from right. you. Um, bit of um, news from the Journal of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, published just this week. During the 1950s and 60s, there were very few conflict of interest rules to guide researchers and funders. Then the sugar industry and nutrition researchers in this case behaved very poorly. So during the 1950s, there were early warning signs that sugar intake was a risk factor for coronary heart disease. But when the Sugar Research Foundation got hold of this information, they began sponsoring research, pointing the finger at saturated fat and minimizing uh, this link to sugar. See, you can make a research study do whatever you want you, it you to can, do. You can. And actually, I've heard this you know, numerous times yep. before. This doesn't surprise me at mm-hmm. all. Um, but the sugar industry was rather smart because when we review papers and they're published in prominent journals, they tend to shape the overall scientific discussion, and even politically, the scientific discussion Mm -hmm. and where that moves. So after the sugar industry review paper was published, pointing the finger at saturated fat, the debate about sugar and heart disease died down, and low-fat diets gained popularity. And we know now, and I'm sure all of our avid listeners hear us say, sugar is so bad and processed foods that lead to high sugar in your bloodstream are bad for us bad for our heart and our overall health. So thank you yeah. to the Journal of the American Medical Association and the New York Times for helping us all understand that we can't always believe what's published. Mm-hmm. So very That's important crazy to uh, announcement uh, they made. That
2: shaped, I mean, the last several
1: decades 50. of nutritional 50, recommendations. years. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Long, long time. Mm-hmm. You
1: never, you got to look out for yourself. Don't believe... Everything we're being told, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. disheartening, but I'm glad the truth is out now. So, should we take
0: should we take a caller, or yeah. should Let's yeah, I collar. think so. So, Marnie, you've patiently been waiting on the line. You have a question. I'm just wondering how soon after you um, eat more protein can you have an effect where um, the incontinence is getting better.
1: And I could use a few more hints than just that protein one. Right. I'll hang up now and listen. Okay. Oh, and we're, we're going to, thank you thank for you, asking Marnie. that. you, Marnie. And you know what? Million dollar question, right? But I don't know. I'm curious to see, see what you gals say. But unfortunately, I think the answer is going to be very different for everyone. Yeah. Right. There's not,
0: there's not one magic, you know, two weeks, one week, no. three days. But in the other piece, and we're going to move into talking about fat, healthy fat too, next. But one really important piece to kind of keep in mind that Cassie mentioned the time is different for everyone. But it really can take about a year for, you know, body to kind of reshape and remold and kind Mm -hmm. of increase the strength in those muscles. So I'm Um, glad you gave
1: that time length, Joanne, because people need to know quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. You just don't Don't give up being this for the long haul. Right. And, you know, it just it does take time. But in time, as you improve your overall health, your overall nutrition, those muscles can get stronger.
1: And like Marnie said, she's looking for more tips. Mm -hmm. And we definitely have that. It's not just animal. Right. You can't just increase your animal protein and think you're going to help this issue. There's so much more things to do and things not to do. So let's get back to things to do. The other group of foods that we really have to talk about, and Joanne briefly mentioned it just now, is healthy fat. So many people are not eating enough healthy fat, honestly. And when we don't eat enough healthy fat, our skin, our muscles, all of our tissues are not well hydrated. So if you think about skin that's not well hydrated, I don't know what comes to your mind, but I start to think of really Mm -hmm. wrinkly, dry material. Right. Same goes for our muscles. And if they're full of wrinkles and they're dry, we're not going to have as much control over them. And that's what—that's exactly what can happen to that urine shutoff valve. You could be flexing that muscle, but if it's not well hydrated, it'll be pretty hard, if not impossible, to shut off that urine flow. And you'll be like my friend who said she laughed so hard, tears ran down her legs. <laughs> Let's put a little funny in there. <laughs> Keep it light. And
2: I'm sure some of you are wondering, okay, what are these healthy fats? So we are talking olive oil, butter, coconut oil, olives, nuts, seeds, avocados, um, cream cheese, full fat, of course, if you can handle it. Yes. Uh, Full fat sour cream, heavy cream. Who can't handle that? That stuff is so good. You're (laughs) making me hungry. And there's also some supplements that can help to hydrate that tissue, like omega-3s, GLA, and vitamin E.
0: Yes. The fish oil, omega-3s, and GLA support healthy skin and tissues. So we should eat cold water fish, but people don't usually eat that often enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, they shouldn't, right? Because of the risk of mercury right. and lead. So it's and so a lot of people eat salmon maybe once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. But we recommend supplementing with omega-3s, the omega-3 fish oil, 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams a day.
1: Yes. it's so, more than
0: most people take.
1: Most people, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I often ask if I'm teaching a class, raise of hands, how many people are taking fish oil? And usually the large majority are. Yep. But then when you talk to people about how much are you taking, yeah. it's one, yeah. one pill. And usually one, one pill is 1,000 yeah. milligrams if you're lucky. Sometimes it's only 500. So three, what did you say, Joanne? 3,000 3, 3, to 5,000 5, mm-hmm. a day, somewhere in that range. So good recommendations there. So we've talked about... Some foods you should be eating. We've talked about some good supplements to support this, um, this problem. The other thing we should definitely be encouraging is drinking more water. So many people are not drinking enough water. Now, if you're wondering, well, how much is good for me? A good sort of ballpark to shoot for is if you take your weight in pounds, divide that by two, and that's about the number of ounces of water that you should be drinking every day. Now, the three of us here talking for an hour, we're going to need a little bit more if you're teaching a class public speaking. So there's there's days where you're going to need more than that, but that's a good ballpark to shoot for. Water helps our tissues stay hydrated. I'm sure some of you are thinking right now, hello, if I have incontinence, now you're telling me to drink more water. What's wrong with you?
0: A lot of clients say that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, It does
1: seem kind of <laughs> counter counterintuitive. But if you're working on eating those healthy fats and those animal proteins and then slowly increasing water, and I think that's an important point to get across. Yes. Yeah. You know, just to give an example, let's say you weigh 160 pounds, divide by two, that's 80 ounces or about 10 glasses of water. Mm-hmm. If right now you're only drinking about four glasses of water a day, don't just jump to 10 because you will have problems and you'll be in Mm -hmm. the bathroom all day. Mm -hmm. So it's really slowly getting your body used to more water until you reach your goal. And earlier in the day. (laughs) Yes, I am very careful about that. So I'm not up all night going to the bathroom
2: because I like my sleep. And you might go to the bathroom more frequently right away, but your body does adjust to that. Mm -hmm. Right. So... Bear with it, right? (laughs) That's right. And But our kidneys, they need water to function properly. And if they're dehydrated, we're not getting enough water, our kidneys aren't able to function like they should. And the kidneys are so important for our bodies, nature gave us two of them. That's right. (laughs) And they help to filter out all waste products out of our bodies. So that is a huge, huge, important job. And if our kidneys fail... You know, we actually die in a matter of days. That is how
0: how important important that those organs are. Yeah. Wow. So. I'm, I think it's time for another break already. Oh, this is going too fast.
1: I, yes. Well, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you're just joining us, we are talking for the first time on Dishing Up Nutrition about incontinence. Please give us a call here at the studio if you have a question about this topic. And please don't let a little embarrassment keep you from calling in. Like we said, just give us a fake name and nobody will even know it's you. <laughs> and our phone number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. There are some things we wish for you. To do what everyone else can do. Hop in your car, go to work, slip right into a movie seat. Now there's a perk. Buy cute jeans right off the rack. Dance at the next wedding to Love Shack. Play tag with your kids and hear them say, that was the most awesomest day. Walk your dog, jog, or both just cause you can. Comfortably fly coach all the way to Japan. Be there on graduation day. Especially if it's yours. And you got your MBA. Meet your greatest love and ride off into the sun. This is your life. Go live it. You've only got one.
0: If you think you've
1: tried everything to lose the weight that's keeping you from your best life, think again. Learn the new science of weight loss in the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. On-site or online. You can do this. We'll help you. You're not alone. This is a promise, not just a poem. Join us at weightandwellness.com.
2: Up nutrition, we are here talking about incontinence today. Um, and th- each week we present a different message, mm-hmm. very simple but powerful. Eating that real food in balance to support good health sounds simple, but we find it is new information for many, many people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And every time you hear it, you pick up a little something new.
1: Well, and even if you've heard it so many times and you know it, you know we live in a different mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. and it's easy to get off track. It's so then so to true. rehear yep. this it's message a again, reminder can pull mm-hmm. you back. Yeah,
2: yep. So the nutrition for weight loss program that we have, um, we continually have series offered. It's based on this real food, real meat, fish, real fruits and veggies, healthy, beneficial fats such as butter, nuts. But here is a wonderful comment from a an individual who recently took nutrition for weight loss. I don't feel so bloated. I'm more limber and flexible. My cravings went away. That's huge. That huge, is huge, huge, huge. Mental fog has lifted. I have more energy. I just feel better and I have lost 11 pounds. Yay. And this is that's in fantastic. 12 weeks. Right. Yeah. That is not long at all. So, real foods are truly the answer. And we actually have an early bird discount that ends today to get $75 off nutrition for weight loss.
1: That's oh. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, call great. by the end of the day. Yeah. I think, is the office open until four, 4 maybe? O'clock. 4 yeah. on a Saturday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you are an
2: individual where, You understand the message, but going to the grocery store is really overwhelming. Uh, I've done this in the past, and we're going to restart it this fall. I do grocery store tours. So we actually walk around the grocery store. I talk about what to look at on labels, kind of go-to brands, so it's not so overwhelming. And I bet
0: people have a lot of questions as you're Absolutely. walking through the aisles.
2: Yes. Lots and that of questions. Is
0: really helpful information. It is. I think it, it's more practical when you're mm-hmm. right in the store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So um, we have one coming up in St. Paul, Monday the 26th at the Target on University. So we only off- offer this to six people max. Otherwise, okay. it gets to be a little too crazy. right? Mm-hmm. And they fill up fast. And then we have a, another one October 11th. That's a Tuesday in Lakeville. And that's also at Target. And they're both at 6 p.m. And they last about an hour and a half to two hours. That's great. So if you are interested in that, you can call the office at 651 699 3438.
0: That's great information. Um, I'm pretty sure we're talking about incontinence and I'm pretty sure our frequent listeners will guess what topic we're going to talk about next. We always talk about sugar, right? Yes. Um, And we're talking about drinking more fluids. So that gets a little scary to people. And then they say, well, what besides water? Well, Mm -hmm. if um, you're drinking more fluids, you want to make sure you stay away from soda for sure. Sure. Stay away from soda and the diet pop. Right. Both um, the sugar... Um, and the artificial sweeteners are actually making your incontinence worse. And I think that's important for people to hear.
1: Yes, because I think people know we talk about sugar all the time. So exactly. they're probably connecting the dots. I probably need to give up my regular pop. Mm-hmm, but right. if you're a diet pop drinker, you can't get smug thinking I can drink
0: this because those darn artificial sweeteners they actually are make the irritating to the bladder. Hmm? Worse. So sometimes people turn then to sugary electrolyte drinks. Mm-hmm. The electrolyte drinks are very popular, and there's also a low-calorie, artificially sweetened version of those. Yes, yeah. So you have to stay away from those. Also staying away from the energy drinks. Um, so really, just drink plain water. Filtered or purified is absolutely the best thing you can do. And if you're getting
1: bored with it, put a splash of lemon in there, yeah. or I have the Stevia drops at home right yeah. now. Um, Those come in all different flavors, and that would be okay. I think I see that there's a collar. No collar? No. Sorry, I'm way across the (laughs) studio here, and I guess I'm seeing things. That's okay, because we have a lot more to talk about. And while we're talking about water and hydration, ladies, I was just thinking maybe we should mention the class of prescription medications that are referred to as diuretics. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to think, Joanne. You could probably help me. One of the names that comes to mind is hydrochlorothiazide. Yes, but there are a whole that's ton the main of them. one. That's um, the most common, and most affordable one. Lisinopril, lisinopril sometimes
0: contains the hydrochlorothiazide okay. as well. And, but that's not the only one. There's a lot there's of that. Many blood and they can be prescribed. Yeah,
1: they can be prescribed for different things. These diuretics, but usually they're prescribed for high blood pressure. But I want you to be aware that a diuretic, its job is to get rid of excess water in our bodies. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you should drink less water because when you're on a diuretic, you're running to the bathroom all the time. And then you might think, oh, well, then I'm going to drink less water so that I'm not in the bathroom. But that's just, you know, you're going to get dehydrated. Yeah. In the end, it's really going to make your incontinence Worse. Um, Another category of drugs to think about are the sleeping pills. Some of those can make that incontinence worse. So it's really important to try some of our, uh, our suggestions with the protein, the healthy fat, the cutting out the pop and see if those things work to make the incontinence better.
0: Do we... um, we do have callers now. Yeah, we do. We have three of them. See, I wasn't totally so, seeing things. <laughs> they just weren't quite ready. They weren't right. quite up there yet. So, Lisa, you have a question. Lisa? Welcome,
1: Lisa, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you have a question for us? I did, actually, when I heard what you were talking about this morning. I was, then, you, then you kind of answered it. I was calling to say that I noticed when I
2: drink, because I drink a lot of diet soda,
0: Mm-hmm. That or oh,
2: pop. I'm sorry, I'm not from Minnesota. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that I do have more incontinence with soda than with water. Why is right. that? You know,
1: I think the best. You guys jump in if you have a different explanation. But I think the best way to think about it is the, that those artificial chemicals irritate the bladder, yeah, right? And when it's irritated, it's almost like it's. Um, I visualize like spasms that mm. are happening because yeah. of the irritation uh-huh. and it can't hold as much water than it wants to eliminate more frequently okay. because of the
0: irritation. Right.
1: And the caffeine okay. doesn't
0: help either. Yeah, The caffeine right. doesn't right. help either. Yeah. That's true. Because
1: that's a diuretic. Okay. Right. Great question, though. Good question. And now, I'm, I'm glad you made that connection. Yes.
0: All right. And we have one more. We have another caller, Christine. Christine, are you on the line? Yes. Hello. Good morning. Thank you for Hello. taking my call. Hello. Good morning. So Good morning. I was wondering the sparkling waters or the carbonated waters, I heard really messes with your uh, calcium, and you know, for your bones. I wasn't sure. I love the carbonated water. I want to name any brands, but, um, you know, is that okay to substitute, like, maybe one a day, or is that in the same category as pop?
1: Great question. Good question. I
2: I think that is totally fine to have one a day. Um, And more recent research is actually showing that that does not leach out the minerals from our bones like they once thought it did. Mm -hmm. So it should not replace water. But I know for something different, that is absolutely fine to have a sparkling water once a day. I will Great. say there are some brands out there that do have those artificial sweeteners in them too. So
1: read right. your ingredient so, list. Yeah, Maybe read. take a grocery store tour with Brittany there so you goes. know exactly what to look for, right? <laughs> Great question, Christine. Thank, Thank you for ladies. listening. Thank you.
2: And you know, another beverage that can create a lot of problems is alcohol. So that would be something else to to be
0: mindful of. Absolutely. So it is.
1: Well, should we the kind end of, of the recap? Show. I think I feel like we should recap mm-hmm. our main points. Um, and before we do that, though, I want to mention one more thing for the listeners: progesterone can be a great moisturizer yes. for those muscles and help with the incontinence. So, ladies, you might want to want to consider some progesterone cream. And let's recap: we talked about incontinence being a muscle problem that urine valve is not working properly. Right. So know that.
0: Right. You now oh.
1: we're gonna not going to have time to recap, are we? You're just going to have to listen to this on a podcast, I think. Thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or a family member. Our message each week is how real fo- food supports your health. Next week, DAR will be on with Teresa and special guest Greg Peterson talking about healing after surgery. Be sure to tune in.